CKR Radio. CKR Radio, where we bring you topics from a cast of characters that we can't keep together to save our lives. Today we're talking about climate change. I've got Riley. I've got Alex, otherwise known as RNA, I suppose. How are you fellas doing today? Oh man, I'm doing fucking terrific. That was the sickest intro, otherwise known as RNA. That's nice. Alright. Um, I'm doing fine. What about you, Alex? Dude, I am great. I can't complain. And even if I wanted to complain, would you guys really listen to me? Not until we're done with the podcast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so you said we're talking about uh, climate change today, right? Today, uh, yeah, we, we decided that we were going to talk about uh, climate change. And um, it's worth noting this is our our second attempt at this. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, we just couldn't get it right the first time. But we're going to make it uh, – we're going to do what we can this time to, to – to, to finish the podcast and actually why, talk about it. Why don't you want? Why, why don't one of you uh, fine gentlemen give us a uh, definition of climate change or what maybe that entails? I, as the owner of the hybrid, I elect uh, Alex to speak first on the matter. Well, 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 I have a whole thing about the hybrid here in a minute, but you guys go ahead. You can define it. <laughs> uh, climate change is a is the ch- is the ch- overall change of weather conditions. All across the planet, um, both uh, as a, a natural byproduct of the, what the Earth does by itself and by human interaction, and how the uh, the the Earth is kind of acts as an organism, and uh, weather patterns change on the planet. Okay, I accept that definition. Do you accept that definition? I, I do, man. That was so great. Very elegant. Made that up off the top of my fucking head, man. So, the uh, so climate change refers to uh, long-term conditions, correct? Sorry, say that again. <laughs> climate change, or maybe the subset global warming, refers to long-term conditions, correct? Um, yeah, in my in my opinion, but it also uh, you know signifies um, extreme weather and pattern changes like uh, more intense. Uh, hurricanes, more intense uh, and higher frequency of storm systems, um, uh, more extreme on either end of the hot or cold uh, uh, side of the um, uh, the temperature gauge seasonally, uh, th- things to, to to that degree. One of the biggest things is definitely the uh, the altered rain patterns that uh, climate change is messing with. Um, I know the Amazon is is losing hundreds of fucking acres every year of uh, of woods because they're just not getting enough rain to sustain themselves. It's probably also being deforested as well, which is also in and of itself a contributor <coughs> to climate change. Oh, yeah. Yeah, logging is absolutely destroying the Amazon. Well, and there's no natural um, defense mechanism against CO2 buildup, right, with, uh, with no rainforest, with no forest, no vegetation. There's no... Um, entities to absorb the CO2 that's being produced, and then it becomes a uh, becomes destabilized. There's no equilibrium reached, right? 
Yeah, those are, uh, uh, we kind of touched on this before I did, uh, before. They're, those are known as, uh, uh, carbon sinks, which are, um, you know, which are, which are things, uh, living organisms in, in, in many cases on the planet. Uh, the ocean also counts. Uh, they're things that absorb naturally. They like to absorb, um, uh, carbon dioxide. Uh, rainforests clearly being a huge carbon sink. Uh, so the more, logging we do the more the, the less forests exist uh, the less uh, of a carbon sink uh, as a whole there is it's a great point i wanted to bring up uh venus correct and the uh the runaway greenhouse effect that is present on venus and what i discovered was that the ocean itself water itself is a carbon sink and one of the worst things that could happen is once the water has evaporated away and uh, is no longer present, there's no more water vapor effect, correct? Uh, there's, there's, no more, there's no more carbon sinks to trap the carbon dioxide emissions, and it becomes even increasingly destabilized, and the equilibrium is even further tipped off the scale of balance. So, well, even though that, that's an inevitable future. However, uh, I, well, I, I, I worry less about the – in that case, I worry less about the carbon sink problem and worry more about the fact that there's no fucking water. Yeah, there seems to be a bigger issue there. Well, And you say inevitable future because of the sun expanding, correct? Uh, yeah, within the next um, 800 million years, uh, uh, scientists believe that the – not necessarily the, 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 the sun expanding, but uh, as the – through stages of solar evolution, within the next 800 million to a billion years, uh, uh, sun's luminosity, uh, also known as just its – well, its overall intensity really, is going to uh, increase to such a point where um, solar radiation will penetrate our, uh, our, our atmosphere enough to eradicate all life and begin to evaporate oceans. Your thoughts on that, Alex? Seems pretty uh, doomsday-ish. Well, that's that's definitely like a you know huge ordeal, and I mean that could you know one. There, there's no getting back up from that. Obviously, um, I definitely I was watching a few documentaries and everything about uh, climate change, and there's definitely a lot of mass extinction events that that are associated with climate change. Um, it could like since the ice age itself, um, what one documentary said was that the the Earth's actual climate only changed from five to nine degrees within the last several thousand years since the ice age. So I'm not sure if that would be, you know, overall or not. But uh, by 2100, the world will drastically change, killing thousands of species. The worst part about that is the warmer it gets, the more that uh, insects can thrive. And like mm-hmm. I mentioned in the last podcast, you know that the uh, like mosquitoes and everything carry West Nile malaria. They can thrive a lot longer, and there might may not be as many um, predators to take out those insects and stuff like that. Well, I uh, I wanted to bring this up at some point, but now seems to be a good time. According to the National Research Council, ice cores drilled from Antarctica have provided evidence that. Climate change, large climate change events in the past have happened very quickly, geologically speaking, in tens of years and not in millions or even thousands. That these past climate events have happened staggeringly fast uh, in terms that – I mean we're talking decades. Now the effects of those um, temperature changes obviously take a lot longer to, to take effect, but 
the actual temperature change itself, the catalyst for why those effects are happening, happened extremely rapidly. Sure, and that goes to also show that, um, you know, climate change, it does happen by itself. It absolutely does happen by itself, um, and, and, and there's mountains of evidence to suggest that. Um, the question is, uh, since we have – since it, it, it's – I want to say there's irrefutable proof. Uh, I guess that's arguable. Since we have, again, mountains of evidence to suggest that human activity uh, uh, contributes to carbon dioxide um, emissions in the atmosphere contributing to the greenhouse effect um, – even if climate change happens by itself, should we uh, say fuck it and just emit carbon dioxide anyway because the climate change is on its own? So what's the difference? Or should we take steps to um, to uh, uh, minimize our involvement in, in, in what is a natural climate change? And uh, uh, you know why why help climate change out? Well, you know what we should do? We should all drive hybrids like myself. <laughs> uh, help the world a little bit. A little bit out of time. Describe your hybrid for a minute. Describe the hybrid. Well, I drive a, a Honda Insight, which looks identical to the uh, Prius, but it's the Honda version of the Prius pretty much. Um, okay. Priuses get 50 miles to the gallon. I get 44. Okay. That's still, uh, that's still amazing. And I bet you're – I mean, how it takes to fill up your tank, how much money it takes, and how much how many gallons uh, per mile you get. That's that's crazy. Yeah, man, it's like seventeen bucks to fill it up. Or shit, I meant. Yeah, man. Hey, you know what? I meant not, not all heroes. Miles per. per I meant miles per takes. gallon. Um, so Caleb's point about why would you want to help that along, and I, I think a lot of people could appreciate you, Alex, for driving on a hybrid and and helping to reduce your carbon footprint. The analogy that I draw is, if global warming and climate changes is, is an inevitable inevitable fact then it's going to happen. Just like if you're going to die as a person, that's an inevitable fact. But why would you do things to um, shorten that, to help that process along? Why would you want to die sooner, correct? Is it, Would that be a fair analogy, you think? Well, yeah, absolutely. Well, it's like you're going to die one day, so why should, you, why should you do anything good with your life? It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I think one of the biggest problems that, that faces, you know, that we, we as people have a problem seeing things on a larger scale. Like, if you smack me, I feel that I'm hurt by it, but I'm not going to, you know, feel if you smack some other woman across the street from me. You know, I don't I don't see it happening. I don't feel it. Um, and, th I mean, something like this is just on such a large scale. I think people just have a really hard time processing the information. And I think a good bit of them are just like, well, fuck it. We're all going to get wiped off this earth anyways, so might as well help it along. Well, you know, I think uh, – uh, Clearly, one of the one of the major factors in why there isn't uh, legislation drafted to uh, prohibit um, uh, to prohibit carbon emissions, to prohibit the burning of fossil fuels, to uh, uh, encourage um, sustainable energy, are simply hands in pockets. Uh, when you look at, at at the people who, when you look at the groups of people who um, who lobby for um uh, to to government officials to representatives to uh, against 
climate change, saying it's not a real thing, it's clear where their interest lies. Uh, one of them is the um, American Associ- Association of Petroleum Geologists, which is a bunch of it's it, it, it's a it's a it's a think tank group of a bunch of people that work in uh, fossil fuel industry, and they've got a lot of money, and they want to keep making money being in the fossil fuel industry and so they front money into campaigns for uh, 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 government representatives who will uh, uh, protect them by not drafting legislation uh, that uh, affects um, uh, uh, you know uh, oil companies well you know there's a big thing about that there there is a coalition of, of countries um, it's called the Kyoto Protocol and um, it's, it's a coalition of countries that get together and they uh, try to help out. They try to cut down on, on pollution. You know, um, more developing countries, they kind of, you know, exchange food and stuff like that to help uh, keep, I guess, pollution and CO2 emissions to, to a lower level. Um, guess who withdrew from that since 2001? America. Oh, wow. We been back in since then. Wow. Even though we make up 25% of the world's pollution and only 7% of the population, um, yeah, back when Bush, that was like a huge thing against Bush was that we withdrew. And we haven't been back in since then. Um, they're pretty much just saying like the only – even in the documentary, they said like there's not enough evidence to support global warming, plus there would be an economical issue if we did cut down on our pollution. It's, and I mean, it, and that's, that, that's that mindset of like, you know, it's going to happen eventually. Might as well just not even try to prevent it. It's it's hilarious that if we were all roommates and we were having a, a meeting, right, about why there's so much trash in the living room, and I was the main contributor to that, and then I said, oh, you guys are going to have a meeting about it? Well, I'm just not going to be present for that. I don't really I, – I withdraw from that meeting, and I'm the one who's got the most trash in the room, right? It, it's, it's ridiculous. So what, what you guys were saying, we've got a consensus from NASA.gov. 97% of scientists agree that man-made climate change is a reality, and yet the 3% and I'm extrapolating, but the 3% it feels like are the ones that are employed by Heartland and the petroleum geologists, whatever you were saying, right? It, you've got a clear bias from the other 3%. So right on one on one hand, you've got people who are simply um, their their job is is simply to do science, observe and report findings, and then you've got uh, so that's an unbiased side. And then the other the other hand is uh, one of bias, one of one of motives, one of uh, an agenda. So you've got one's agenda is just to find an objective truth, and the other agenda is to uh, um, to make sure we can keep on making money the way we've been making money. About that dollar sign. It's like I said, science itself is not biased, but scientists can be. And what you're seeing is the three percent being biased scientists. Because you know what, you know what's insane though, um, is I actually did some reading. There's a there's a guy back in 1892 named Savant Ares who theorized that massive CO2 could alter the environment and weather. Back in 1892. And, of course, he was completely disregarded in every way of the sense. Well, I wanted to bring up the um, a little bit of the devil's advocate side again this week. And I was going to read – you guys are familiar with Randall Carlson, any? Uh, you brought him up yesterday, but uh... – He – well, again, I'll, I'll go ahead and just give a brief description. He's a, he's a self-learner. He's, he's an obviously intelligent man, um, but he's into a little bit of um, some dubious science maybe. Um, from Sacred Geometry, that's his website, 
so I'm not I'm not discrediting that right here right now whatever but you you get a sense of the guy's credentials but anyways here's what he hey man, states don't shrug off sacred geometry I show you some crazy shit about the solar system and how it fits into sacred geometric shapes you'd be blown away they could be could all be uh, coincidence by the way but anyways we'll do that another week if you want but this is what Randall Carlson says okay. I want to make it clear that I do believe humans are affecting the climate, but the average land temperature on Earth has risen 2.5 degrees Fahrenheit over the past 250 years, essentially all of it caused by human emissions of greenhouse gases. Now, it is acknowledged by all concerned that the amount of greenhouse gases introduced into the global atmosphere by humans, predominantly carbon dioxide gas as a result of fossil fuel combustion, was insignificant prior to the 1940s and virtually non-existent prior to the First World War. In other words, humans have been contributing significant amounts of CO2 for only the final one quarter of that 250 years allotted for the temperature rise of the 2.5 degrees. That being the case, it should be obvious that about 180 years of rising temperature preceded a human contribution of carbon dioxide gas to the atmosphere, and therefore had to be, had to be the result of other factors. Your thoughts on that, gentlemen? Well, I saw that chart you linked me yesterday by NASA. I'm much more of a visual person, and and uh, it was pretty clear that uh, <laughs> that the the carbon emissions in the atmosphere, the spike was just absolutely enormous. And if the carbon dioxide levels in the atmosphere are increasing that much, then I don't need to know anything else because I know what the greenhouse effect is. Ah, uh, yes, but but here's the thing. He's he's saying that these are all he's he's in the camp that we're we're affecting the climate for sure, but that the climate was rising rapidly. There, the climate temperature was rising rapidly before humans were emitting CO two. Well, sure, the hottest period ever was about fifty five or fifty six million years ago. It was uh, called the. Uh, it was like oh, it was like uh, the uh, paleo Paleocene Eocene thermal maximum. I think it was called, uh, and it was a really hot time on the planet. Um, and so you know that was that was, you know, it was fifty six million years before before early man, and it was the hottest time on Earth. You know, in uh, in, in more recent history. Um the last tw- 20 of the last 21 hottest summers on record have happened since 1980. Okay. But let me give you this, Alex. I'm glad you brought that up. This is, again, this is Randall Carlson, okay? I'm playing devil's advocate here, okay? But he says, in North America at least, the, 19, the 1930s has been the hottest decade since comprehensive instrumentated record keeping began. He's saying the 1930s. Has been the hottest. Now this is him. This is I don't have any substantiated evidence of what he's claiming. By the way, you see what I'm saying? But this is what Randall Carlson is saying. And uh, your thoughts on that? Uh, the, the the bottom line is that in, in, unless we curb carbon dioxide emissions into the atmosphere, while we take away natural uh, places for the carbon dioxide to uh, be absorbed back into the earth, then it's bad. And that's pretty much the bottom line. Uh, there, you, what 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 evidence are you going to present me that that makes the the greenhouse effect not real? 
well, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, the, so it, it, the, I guess what I'm getting at is that I don't think it, like it doesn't matter to me if the 30s were hotter than the 80s. I don't care. Uh, what I do care about is the fact that uh, the greenhouse effect is an is an irrefutable phenomenon that can be observed and tested, and we're still pumping more and more and more and more and more and more carbon emissions into the uh, into into the atmosphere every year. And we're taking away the carbon sinks while doing it. That that only you know there's only there, there's only one answer. There's only one place that that sort of behavior leads to. I do want to make it clear, as well. Are you familiar with the IPCC? I could be in here in a second. <laughs> I, I'm down with the ICP. He said, "Yeah, it's uh, insane clown Fossey's next uh, intergovernmental panel on climate change." Okay. So they, according to them, okay, a runaway greenhouse effect analogous to that of Venus appears to have virtually no chance of being induced by the anthropogenic activities of humans. Certainly not to the no 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 not to not to the extent of Venus no no absolutely not no that's the the uh, Venus is a is a highly highly active geological planet which has uh, I mean it, it's got. Hundreds and hundreds of, of of volcanoes constantly, all the time, spewing fucking shit into the atmosphere constantly. We don't have that on this planet. There's there's no way that you can you can you can replicate that. Uh, humans can't replicate that. Uh, no, I, I agree. I agree with that. However, a category we, mistake though to say that it's the same. No, no. But what we can do is we can make it. Uh, what here's the thing: we can make the sea level rise. And we can make it happen quickly. And ninety percent of people live right next to the sea. That is a huge logistical issue. Moving, moving almost seven billion people. One hundred percent. I agree. I agree with you guys. I, I'm making the devil's advocate because I feel like, okay, so if we're going to take this stance for a second, right? That well, the sea level is going to rise anyways. Correct. I mean, that's the argument that's being presented from even the most rational climate deniers. Correct. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen anyways. Look, it's happening naturally. Well, it's like we said earlier with the analogy. Why would you want to uh, expedite that? And it's going it, to – it costs far less and does far less damage to just reduce your emissions than it does to try to completely overhaul the United – or the global infrastructure of ports, cities, everything. We're going to move our ports back 30 miles. You know, How much is that going to cost? What's that going to do to people's lives? How many are going to die in the process? Whereas if we let the process occur – as gradually as it can, whatever that may be, then we can adapt better over time than if we just keep pumping shit up. So that's my opinion personally to stop taking the devil's advocate stance because I don't want to look too bad on air. You know what I mean? You but, know, I want to know. I want to know how much oil there is. Like, like because because like I I wonder at what point are people like, oh shit, there's only like so much of this shit, and then our entire way of living on this planet is based upon us burning this shit that we pull out of the ground. Uh, how much is down there again? Like, when is everything that we've built going to stop working because we don't have anything to fuel it anymore? Um, how much shit's down there? I've, I, the, way I've underst- uh, the way I've understood it, uh, Saudi Arabia, um, they've been saying now <laughs> since, like, the 80s, they were like, yeah, we got, we got, we got so many uh, uh, barrels of oil. We got 260 billion barrels of oil down there. And now you ask them how much they got. They're like, oh, yeah, we got 300 billion barrels of oil down there. 
so I, I, how much oil is there? What's left? I, I, I haven't been. I've looked for the answer to that question, and I, I can't find it. I, I wonder if anybody really knows. They're just like, fuck it. Let's just fucking let's see. Let's see how much is down there. How long does it last? The more and more uh, people that are on this planet, there's going to be more people using fossil fuels every day. How long does this shit last? Like, how long can we can we use it? Let's say the climate aside, like, are we ever going to like? know when we're nearing the limit or is there going to be a point where we're like hey guys we got like none of this shit left maybe we should build some wind turbines and solar panels and granted that's going on obviously but you know what i mean okay but but looking at on, on a global scale here um like i mentioned we're we're causing about 25 percent of the world's pollution right behind us is china and india yep. um china's behind us yeah yes yeah, China's it's it's staggering considering their population compared to ours as well. I have some knowledge to drop on you guys. Um, they're behind us, but like you, you got to think like we're the ones going to tell them your economy's finally thriving because you have all these industrial jobs. Stop doing this. So of course, there's going to be pushback and everything from it. Um, from one of the uh, documentaries that I that I was watching, uh, they actually have plans to open one coal fire plant a week. For the next ten years, one coal fire plant a week. I mean, how are we for the next ten years? Yeah, for the say, next seven years. Say that again, real quick. They're going to open up a, a fire, a coal fire plant, once a week for the next seven years. Now, are they are they are they doing it? Is that are they are they scaling it back or is that scaling it up? Because I know uh, recently there was uh, like a bilateral U.S. China uh, agreement um, that was uh, like setting goals for CO2 emissions to the year 2030. So I'm wondering if that's actually like are they, is that a new thing or is that actually like a cutback? Well, I mean, as far as I know, it, the documentary was like late 2013. So I mean, it, that, this could have been before uh. the act. Was passed. Okay. What is what, it's it's isn't there what you were talking about, Caleb? Isn't there a, an advisory board that allowed emissions to raise the temperature up to five degrees or something crazy like that? No, I don't know. Uh, potentially, we've got um, a we've got a uh, an entity that's saying you can fuck up the earth to this degree. After that, it's not okay. But up, up right, then, you're good. You're good. Let's see. You know? um, so I guess the goal is to keep the average uh, temperature below uh, what does this say two two Celsius? I don't know if that sounds right or not. That might be right. Um, but I guess they have a goal. They're like, okay, in 2030, we want to be below this temperature still. Well, that may just see. Here's the thing: that may not be possible, considering right. that the Earth does naturally um, change its climate on its own. That may not be possible, and the scientists that I've been looking at who agree with man-made climate change are also saying it happens extremely quickly. So either way, either way, it, it happens naturally quickly, and if we're making it worse, it'll happen naturally faster. But even if we were able to completely cut carbon emissions down, it could still happen within 20 years that we have a rise of 5 degrees. It could. It's very, it's very possible that, it could, that could happen. Yes. I do want to say for the last 650,000 years, the atmospheric composition has never uh, – of carbon dioxide, the atmospheric composition has never been above 300 parts per milligram until 1950 and then has increased in a quantum leap ever since. Increasing. 300 parts per, per, per million? 
Uh, maybe. I said milligram. Let's see here. Let me check the actual data. Per million, you're right, sir. A flub on my part. That's why you're here, though. That's why you're here to correct me when I make <laughs> silly mistakes like that. I mean, dude, not only are we just like, sh- shit like pouring and dumping out of our automobiles and shit all the time, but let me, dude, there's like 95,000 flights a day or something. That's either the, the entire world or, you know, out of America. That's, I mean, there, it's, it's, it's like, <laughs> it's hilarious. It's like, okay. Burning the CO2, burning fossil fuels down here ain't good enough. Let's fucking take it up to the sky and just burn a whole bunch of fucking jet fuel up there. I mean, we're just dumping this shit into the fucking atmosphere by an inconceivable amount every single day, each and every one of us. And it, it blows my mind. It's staggering. Well, we've got a, we've got a member of our team here that's trying to cut down on his footprint. And I think uh, commemoration should be uh, not commemoration <laughs> but uh so we have a member of our podcast team here who deserves commendation for trying to reduce his carbon footprint and Dude, I think, guys yeah honestly, i swear to god i'm i'm just being a stupid dick about like i do drive a hybrid <laughs> but i in no way shape or form think i'm better than anybody i'm picturing like well, uh, you're better at reducing uh, your footprint though than a lot of people you're better at that i mean literally i'm picturing randy from south park in the hybrid episode where the hey slug. randy good job getting a hybrid thanks and dude like that's like i'll joke around with my friends and stuff and say that probably to the point where they're super annoyed with me anyways about it but uh man like it just makes sense like i was gonna pay as much for this car as i would have like another car that got a little bit less gas mileage. I mean, you're just saving money in the long run. Like it's just, it's it just better makes sense to do it. It's better all around. Well, it would be like also like Caleb was saying with why are we using so many fossil fuels? Well, that has a direct impact on the climate. Plus, well, if if we stop using that, we'll we'll reduce our impact and we'll have a renewable source of energy that we don't have to worry about running out. It's a win-win. Just like with the hybrid, you pay less for gas in the long run. And you're helping the climate at the same time. In order for us to move to um, completely sustainable in, uh, uh, energy, um, m- most of our t- technology is going to have to be completely reinvented. Yeah, but I mean, okay, what do you guys think? I mean, if we can get rid of big business and everything and the corporation backers that are with these fossil fuel companies and everything, uh, these gas companies – I mean, do you think that that's the only way we'll be able to actually make alternative energy sources? No, because it's – it's well, here's one thing I've noticed, and it's good. Um, it, it's actually gone from well, – this isn't true everywhere, and you know, because uh, obviously you guys have heard about the – what's it called? Uh, the You know, what's it called where the guys with the trucks put the smokestacks on and they fucking burn the shit? Like, they try to have all the black smoke. What's that? Coal rolling. You guys heard of this coal rolling thing? They do it yes. in the South. They're like, oh, they're like fuck, fuck global warming. And they're fucking coal rolling and shit. And, and they're, they're doing it on their, purpose. Their trucks to get, yeah, purposefully get like two miles per gallon or whatever. But um, uh, that, as- <laughs> but that aside, there, I, I think, and I've kind of seen a shift in the last five or six years in society where, like, be, at least it's the case here in California, where being green is kind of trendy. Like it's kind of like the popular thing to do, like be green, recycle. Like it's 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 kind of like making its way into into the way we talk and the things we see on TV and, the pop and 
Yeah, yeah, and I think that's really good. And I think with the, you know, the the introduction of, you know, hybrid cars are really accessible now. Electric cars are starting to become more and more accessible. These are going to be things that are really good for people that live in big cities um, to have an electric car. It's going to be, I, I, there's there's charging stations you you see here and there. It's a <laughs> slow it's a slow thing, but I think it's starting to catch on, and and I think that's good. So I, you know. They say that once 10% of a population gets an idea, then it sticks. Um, I don't know if that's the case, but if it is, then we're going to see kind of a steady uh, increase towards people moving towards uh, fuel-efficient vehicles. And then when that starts to happen, automobile uh, makers are, are, are going to... Uh, be more um they're gonna they're gonna feel like okay people like our, what we're doing here so let's make more uh um environmentally friendly cars it's becoming cool it's gonna be incentive for them i think it, it's gonna be a slow build-up but i think it is gonna happen well dude that's that's the worst thing though about all the information you just said um like california is looked at as like you know a huge liberal hot spot um a lot of uh, openly gay communities and everything in california um, a lot of people, especially over here on the East Coast, would look at that and be like, well, that's the hippie thing to do to drive a hybrid. That's the hippie thing to do to, to juice and recycle and eat healthy. And it, and it shouldn't be that way. Like, we shouldn't look at the topic of, of something like uh, saving the environment as a, a conservative or a, a liberal viewpoint. I mean, I can coal roll and eat McDonald's, and that's the way I want to live. Coal, the, the coal rolling is, 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 I mean, it's just flabbergasting. It's, it's astounding that that's actually something people do. I've never heard of that, and I'm still floored uh, by that. I've but seen it, I've seen it a few times here. But, so you've, you've witnessed it, but um, oh, yeah. I've, I'd literally I, assault somebody for that. Here's the thing. It's what Caleb was saying. I kind of get the sense that Wherever the free market is, where that that'll dictate what change happens. And when more and more people become aware of the issues and aware of their responsibility to their environment that they live on, once that becomes the cultural zeitgeist and the shift, the paradigm shift happens, then that's where the big corporations are going to spend their money to make the money. They're going to it, it, it starts with us. We're we're the the microcosm that they're looking to. You know, profit off of, and we've got to make it our incentive to not let them profit off of us in destructive ways. Well, it also comes down to uh, a, a balance of who has money, because oil companies are also going to be offering incentives to automobile makers to keep making cars that that burn uh, gasoline at a at whatever rate. So. If if they're receiving more incentives from oil companies, if the oil companies have more money than the general population, which is totally possible, that um, that there there won't be as much incentive for uh, for automobile uh, uh, companies to make um, uh, you know uh, uh, environmentally friendly cars. Yeah, I agree with that, and I, and I think that big oil and and all those companies that have all the money and the and the special interest legislation and all that, I think that's a problem. But what I'm saying is, let's say this is all hypothetical, and this is um, hypotheticals are dream worlds. Okay, I, I understand that, but imagine if everybody made a stance, or let's say you said 10 percent, let's say 30 percent of the population of the United States said we're only buying hybrid cars, right? That would be a huge shift, and people would have to look at the stats of, look, hybrids are on the rise, right? People want these cars. There's a market for them, and, and, and that will drive the innovation towards that technology. 
towards the implementation of getting hybrids to the masses. It was like with Henry Ford when you had the the first automobile. Everybody wanted a car, but it wasn't it wasn't affordable enough. And he devised a way to make it affordable. And once that happened, he saw that there was a market. Right? He saw there was a market for people who want cars, and he made it cheap enough for them to get those cars. And and he made a shitload of money. We need to make it possible so that business makers or businessmen can profit shitloads of money by helping the environment. That's what needs to happen. Well, you know, every year they release a, a list of, like, the top ten vehicles and everything sold for the year. I'm pretty sure it's usually, like, four or five of them are trucks, and two or three of them are SUVs. And then, like, the remaining <laughs> – yeah, the remaining, like, one or two uh, is just, like, the Toyota, like, Corolla and the Cobalt, or I guess what, the, the Cruze. Why do people want to buy something that's going to cost them more money? The uh, SUV I, is nuts. I don't get, okay. I don't, I don't get that. Okay, it's, it's, honestly, like, it's like, man. I'm gonna buy this car so I can spend a shitload of money on gasoline. And the fucking, it's not like the gas prices have been good for a long time. Gas prices have been shit for years up until recently. Wow. And people are still like, well, I figure I'm gonna get me this here SUV so I don't drive one of them pussy wagons around. Fuck it, I'll spend the money on gas so I don't, so it don't look like my balls are real small. That's what it is. Okay, okay, back to me driving a hybrid van, and I swear to God, it, <laughs> back it's, to not me. Just, it's not, it's not just me being a fucking paranoid asshole. Okay, the way this car is made, just like the Prius, the back is pretty much all glass because it's a hatch. Dude, every time I get a truck behind me, nine times out of ten, they'll fucking bright light me and ride my ass super really? hard. Really? No joke, man. And I mean, it's like, it's almost unbearable. Like, you almost can't drive when they're that close to you with their bright lights on. Uh, and I mean, it's just ridiculous. And I, and I know for a fact, part like most of them are like, you know, we're gonna get this little queer in the hybrid. <laughs> I'd be fucking, I'd be brake checking them so hard they rear-ended me, and I'd be picking up an insurance check. I, well, I'm staggered by that, Alex. I'm staggered. That, but that's how people are, isn't it? That's how they look at you. You're about the environment, you fucking tree hugger. I, <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, okay. you live on the environment. You live here. You too. You live here as well, making fun of me. You live. Well, here. you don't understand, man. They they think that Jesus is coming back any day, and the world's gonna be fucking under a rain of fire anyway. So, <laughs> well, that, that's <laughs> why right those. Hold on. Those are a thing. That's uh, God's promise that He won't flood the earth anymore. He'll fucking burn it. Yeah. See, so the earth's just gonna burn anyway. <laughs> Riley, come on. It's, it's almost like you don't even worship Jesus. Fuck Shut man. the fuck up. Anyway. Hey, open, open a Bible sometime, man. It might make a loud crack. Yeah, get yourself sound. educated. Reading all them science books, man. All you need is the word of the Lord. Fuck's sake, man. Why aren't right. you rolling it? Well, I wanted, I wanted to bring this up. What do you guys think about the impact on biodiversity and the other species that live on this earth besides us? Because we can sit here and talk about, uh, Oh, natural climate change happening, but like I said earlier, if we increase the rate of climate change to where other species can't adapt fast enough, right? Then we're we're cutting. I mean, it's a whole bio uh, ecosystem collapse, really, right? We, we talked about it a little bit last uh, yesterday with bees, right? You guys are familiar with the bees dying off by the millions because of uh, climate change. It wasn't an Einstein that said that like we would be like if the bees were. Uh, extinguished that we would be gone within 30 years, I think. It would, it would be like Interstellar. <laughs> I never that's, did that's, see that. You've never, you you haven't seen Interstellar yet? No, man. As soon as it comes out, they'll all cop that joint. Oh, man. Listen. that well, They have a little discussion. Not a discussion, but there's a bit of subtext there about uh, science isn't important anymore, right? And we need to just worry about 
we need to just worry about farming and all that. There's a little bit of subtext there, but you kind of get the – people are so caught up in their practical day-to-day lives of putting food on the table and raising a good family that they don't care about the long term, right? That's so. That was a metaphor for that. A good point. But to, to what you're saying, uh, <clears throat> this is from um, the biological. This is from biologicaldiversity.org. It's the Center for Biological Diversity. They say scientists estimate we're now losing uh, species at a thousand to ten thousand times background rate, with literally dozens going extinct every day. It could uh, be that thirty to fifty percent of all species currently living could be extinct by mid-century. Jeez, Louise. That's, 30 to 50% of species. It, it's harrowing. It's frightening. It's oh – God, we're so destructive as people. I mean we really are. We just don't give a fuck. Um, dude, watching the documentary, they they went into the whole you know like species being extinct. Dude, the polar bears, um, poor guys, man. They hunt along the ice edge, the edge of the ice and everything because um, that's where like uh, seals and everything come up for air – can, you know, come eat them. Um, with the ice melting so fast, those land edges are coming inward, and the seals aren't moving inward with them. Um, and it's kind of forcing the polar bears to go out early year and and get those seals, and they're not making it to the time where they can actually hibernate. Um, so they're dying off, pretty much. They're starving out. Okay. Philosophical question. Let's say... <clears throat> Let's say that mankind never became an advanced species and we never caused any extinction crisis or anything on the planet. Ultimately, with the sun doing what the sun does, everything's going to be dead within a billion years anyway. So it doesn't matter when things go extinct. Does it matter? <sighs> does it matter? Well, okay, the bees, absolutely. If the bees go extinct, I believe we're fucked. Well, we're fucked anyway. No, no, no. He's saying in a, in a larger metaphysical sense, like, what does it really matter? If there were no humans here anyways, then Let's this shit would... Let's say if we continue down the road we're continuing on, or we we never became an advanced species that altered the, the world anyway. Regardless of we, whether we stay on the path we're on or that, or we never got on this path, that one day the natural conditions of, of, of space, that there won't be life on this planet anyway one day. It's all going to be dead anyway. So... Does it – should we – I mean, should we f- feel, oh, fuck, we're killing off all these species? Because it's going to happen. It's going to happen. You know, I, I've, I've, said, I, I've said that I hope – I actually hope if, if we can't get our shit together and we continue down this path of greed and destruction, I hope we do go extinct sooner than later because the next 800 million years or billion years on this planet could be – good time for a species other than humans to evolve like and dolphin. become an advanced civilization and do better than we did. All right. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Do you, I got to ask you to answer your question. I do have to ask a question. Do you think that at the current rate of climate change, do you think that it's possible that we could cease to exist through global warming, that it could be an extinction event caused by us? Do you believe Yes. That? Yes. Well, well uh, okay. So caused, by, caused by us, maybe. But if we if we eradicate all other life on this planet and we don't have bees and 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 we can't we can't feed the human population then yes we go extinct. Okay, exactly. So then our ultimate goal of getting off this planet before the sun explodes, you know, qu- you know quote unquote, uh, explodes, then global warming and climate change 
affects that ultimate goal. And I would say, yes, it is an, it is a concern because we need to get off this planet eventually. And if we can't live long enough to get off the planet, then we're not going to. So, I think if we, dude, I'm saying if we don't live long enough to get off this planet, then I I hope it's sooner than later that we go because I think something else should get another chance. I, yeah, I see what you're saying there. You well, your original philosophical question was, does it matter? And I was saying in my head, I was sitting there formulating, yeah, it kind of does matter because our if you believe that global warming can cause human extinction, then we need to curtail this issue right now so that we can eventually evolve or at least you know um, innovate far enough to get off the planet. Um, as for yeah, I, I I could see that that if we stay on this planet for another 500 million years but don't quite make it off, then we've just fucked up another species' chance to evolve, and that's kind of fucked up, isn't it? So, um, man, I would guess 500,000 years. I would guesstimate at least within the next 500 years we'll be off this planet. If we're here, if anything's here, 500. Yeah, well, those mean, are projections, though. I mean, I, he was asking a, a philosophical question of of significance. At 500 years, we'll be off this planet, like completely. Like, how do you mean? I, I mean, probably like uh, I don't know, 80, 90 percent of us will probably be off this planet. We might have more people like here. I, I just feel like once we find an alternative energy source um, that we can sustain ourselves and we can process foods in a in a nutritional way. Yeah, I mean, I think that we're set as a. As I, a human I can see species. that. Five hundred years is is good. Then yeah, I could see that because I mean, fusion power is the real like holy grail, right? We all agree with that. If yeah, we... absolutely. And you know, with with the food, like we could create our own food that's actually fairly healthy. I mean, we we do produce a lot of foods now, but it's all pretty much just uh, chemicals and shit that doesn't add nutritional value to your body. I think once we we find a way to add nutritional. Uh, nutrition to your body with processed foods. I think that we'll we'll be set, man. Okay. Feed all the children in Africa and all that shit. But, yeah, but we won't because because <laughs> they won't buy it. They won't have any money to buy it. Like we're gonna give it to them for free. Well, I mean, dude, we'll we'll pay forty nine cents a day. <laughs> we'll all pay forty nine cents a day to feed the starving children in Africa. Then why aren't we doing it right now? Yeah, I mean, uh, I've thought about getting one of those sponsors that you see on TV sometimes. Because they always make me feel real bad, but I, I haven't done it. So I, I, I'm, I'm just full of hip, uh, hypocrisy. But no, um, I, I, I can't I, I can't carry the weight of the world on my shoulders, man. If I gave 49 cents to every fucking buddy who needed 49 cents, I wouldn't. I'd be on the street. Well, dude, just just think about like this. Like every one day a week, man. Just think about going and adopting a dog. Think about volunteering down at the homeless shelter, and think about getting a sponsorship to one of those kids in Africa. Don't actually do it. Just, Just think, think about, about it. doing it, and you'll have a sense of pride that you. That I've you heard that somewhere. Really? What? Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Explain this somewhere. Is this a serious argument that if you just think about doing all these good things, you'll have pride for doing it, for thinking about doing it? Alex, where have I heard this before? It's from a movie or some shit, isn't it? I I saw the the one like uh, volunteering down at the homeless shelter, like just thinking about. It. I've seen that on like a web comic. So this was a joke, though. This wasn't a serious. Like, this is how you improve your pride. Okay, uh, dude. It, it, okay, like when I lost my job a few months ago, I uh, I was hardcore thinking about volunteering. You know, to use my free time. I didn't do it, but just thinking about it made me feel way better about my life and made me feel like I was actually contributing, even though I wasn't doing anything. And that makes me sound like a fucking horrible person. Um, I know what the I know what the what it was now. I know what I'm thinking of. Um, it was a quote from Zoolander, and it was uh, <laughs> a, a, a Derek says the other day 
I was thinking about volunteering to help teach underprivileged children learn how to read, and just thinking about it was the most rewarding experience I've ever had. Listen, <laughs> your impressions are so spot on, dude. <laughs> that sounded just like uh, Ben Stiller. <laughs> when he goes into the when he's coal mining, that shit is so funny. When he's, he comes up, because I think I, I got, think the, I got black. the black lung. Damn <laughs> <laughs> it, Derek! You've been down there for one day. <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, the uh, the bumblebees though we lose them, we lose food. It's uh, it's pollination. They're pollinators, um, and climate change is affecting their ability to migrate. Right? Or is that is that what it is? Okay, how about this? What if we make Billions of little drone bees, and they do it. And I'm not even joking. Like no, that can happen. Well, see, I'm a big proponent of humanity finds a way. Like when when shit hits the fan, I think we'll find a way out. I mean, that's not an excuse. That's not a we'll fuck the climate and then we'll just figure it out later. I mean that that's not an but excuse. We, but but I, we really shouldn't be edging towards that cliff. Exactly. Like, we we should go ahead and find a solution for it. Like why like balance yourself on one foot over a ledge. Why not just fucking not go towards the ledge at all? Yeah, why don't you turn around and walk away from the because, ledge? Because people don't see it. Like we, like, we kind of touched on this earlier. People don't see it. And that's, I think that's by, that's by design. I truly believe, and I don't want to get into, I don't want to talk about conspiracy theories. But I think if you look at the big picture, I'm a big picture kind of guy. I truly believe that there is an effort at work to keep people fucking stupid so other people can make money and 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 what and we have a dumb society who doesn't see or pay attention to any of this shit because we're too obsessed with 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 fucking uh Kim Kardashian la- fucking yeah lady uh, gaga and fucking what's her name the the you know Miley Cyrus and fucking everything so it's about it's about swag and yolo and fucking you know got to drive cool cars and got to be cool i got to be cool i got to be the i got to be a rapper i got it that's that's fucking that's what's going on buy cool cars fucking buy you know stimulate the economy buy 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 be a part of pop culture be cool be cool be cool and it, the, the the point is only for for people to make money i mean this is just the nature of a capitalistic society but the byproduct is everyone's stupid and no one pays attention to any of the shit that's really going on and and i think that's by design so the reason that we have that people don't even realize they're moving towards the edge people don't even see it they don't even see the cliff coming they're not even looking at it they're edging towards it but they don't know they're edging towards it and that's the problem no and and i don't know what the point is going to be where people are like oh shit what the fuck have we been doing all this time because people are just oblivious 100%. 100%. I'm looking at the top uh, 10 trending topics right now, and there's only one science-related. And imagine a world where nine out of those 10 were science-related, where everybody's passion, everybody, their need to consume is to consume information. That Instead would be of, the planet Vulcan. That would be the planet Vulcan. <laughs> okay. okay, okay. I just want to say one thing real <laughs> quick. I think it was uh, it was either Monday or Tuesday, the, the woman, I cannot think of her name right now, uh, that wrote To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, Harper right Lee. Harper Lee. Dude, she announced she was going to do a second book, and that was – I don't know how often you guys get on Facebook if it's like an all-day thing with you guys, but I'll check it all the time because my, my job's slow. And it was trending, and I had multiple friends of mine talking about it, and it was so fucking nice to see something like that trending instead of like Derek Jeter's fucking a how or Kim Kardashian's ass pics break the internet. Yeah, Kim it was Kardashian. So 
so great to see something like that actually be uh, trending and people don't, getting excited for it. Don't get me wrong. Like, I, I, I don't think it's I don't think it's bad for people to have something to be interested in or distracted by or something that's not heavy. I don't, I don't think it's I don't think it's bad for us to have like outlets where we're like, yeah, I'm going to go do this because it's fun or I'm going to be interested in this because whatever. But it's 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 our entire culture. It's in the, it's it's our the entire culture. Yeah, it's all of it. It's every bit of it. It's sports and it's 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 uh and celebrity it's entertainment it's and celebrity yeah bullshit. celebrity bullshit it's daytime tv it's it's all, and it's fucking it's you know it's it's fucking nutrigrain bars I, and it's fucking Nicki minaj and it's all this shit it's all it is here's it's the thing. all the same shit this this could be i think this is a good topic guys for another uh another podcast it could be yes could be. I think the problem is uh, what I'm really. I'm not. I don't really care about people really into artists. Like, if you're into a specific musician, whatever, or an actor, or whatever. But we've got people. Kim Kardashian is the problem. She doesn't. She doesn't contribute anything. She's famous for being famous. And she's a, ro- and she's a role model. Man. And she's a role model. Yes, exactly. People want to be her. Uh, and I get it. I get why people want to be here. I would want I, if I could be famous just for being famous. I mean, fucking sign me up. You know what I mean? I get that people people want everything for doing nothing. I mean, who doesn't want that? Here's the thing, though: is your what would be the greater aspiration to be famous or to solve a hard problem in physics? Like you're this, you you got a Nobel Prize for solving this. Well, I'd I'd, I'd much rather do that. Uh, I think a lot of people. They either think that's that you know that sort of thing is unattainable, or they don't even realize it's a thing. Like, they do you don't think even that realize, yep. they don't even realize it's a thing? I mean, do you think people that pay attention to fucking Kim Kardashian and they watch daytime TV and they're actively involved in that pop culture like know that there's a, such a thing as a physicist? Probably not. They probably know there's yeah. people who study space and they don't even know what they're called. They're like, they just call them nerds, is what they call them. Yeah, exactly. Nerds. That's another thing. Is um, now this is different? We're, we're getting off on a tangent, but there, well, we can bring it it's back. Important to, though, it's we can important. bring it. We can bring it, it back it, to climate change, just like with Alex in the in the hybrid and people fucking with them on the road. Is there's this there's this um, there's this culture here of picking on intelligence. I mean, nerds should not be a pejorative. It should be something that everybody in school strived to be. I wish I went back to high school. I wish I fucking studied my ass off. You know. You know, I I, I think it's actually. Um, from what I understand, it's kind of sort of like that in Japan. Um, that you know, they they've obviously got their kind of own weird pop culture thing going on. Uh, um, you know, by yeah, itself, very it's, weird. It's, it's very weird. It's, I mean, it's very alien to me almost. But at the same time, there they I, they, they don't as a culture like think it, 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 their whole mentality is very kind of passive and i they don't like they're not all about like oh you have to follow trends you have to be this to be masculine you have to be this to be feminine and you have to look like this uh they they value um i think they value overall uh, they they value learning and 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 doing what's best for everyone around them the way it's been explained to me my uncle lived in japan for many years oh i didn't and know that he, he said that's very much the case where every, everyone's more focused kind of on 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 yes, their interests, but also sort of self betterment is is more sought uh, there as a, in their culture. Well, one hundred percent. I was just thinking while you were saying that, and I agree with you. That's that. What whatever 
we can take the best of our culture and and fuse it with the best of another um but we have a we have a generation of people whatever generation that is that has been raised on to get respect you got to take it that's that's my overall thesis for the mentality of what's what's going on in today's um american cultures you just got to take respect somebody has something you want you just take it you don't work for it yourself um and and, and we're uh, yeah, I don't want to get off too much of a tangent on on all that, but I and Japanese culture is looked down on. It is. I mean, you know, you, you looked at the best side. You you can say some of their culture is alien and weird, and you're not disrespecting that. You're just saying I don't get it. But then you yeah. can get the best aspects. Somebody over here that doesn't understand that culture just looks at it all. They paint a broad brush and say, oh, "Fucking faggots," you know, or they're yeah. The people that are into Japanese culture here, like the anime and and you know the the the, the comic con and the and the cosplay and all that sort of stuff here. You know, absolutely. You know, like by by. From the perspective of people within uh, the know in our pop culture, they look at that and they're like, oh, look at these fucking the fags, these fucking queers, what the fuck, nerds, we, uh, we got them watching that anime. Weeaboo. <laughs> well, the, the weird thing I always found, uh, found about uh, Japan was, like, there's a lot of sex. Like, they... they <laughs> well, now, there is that. Right. It now, there's a lot of sexualization in their culture. But they're one of like the least sexually active countries. I mean, they're they're struggling to maintain levels of their population. Like everyone over there is super old. Um, and nowadays, like the average Japanese guy doesn't even date or anything. Like, he doesn't go out of his way to stop working to meet a woman. <laughs> That's because they got their waifus on their pillows. That's right, the waifu. They do well. So and, and I, I don't mean to like. There is. Well, my point was that they're they're. There's an element of that culture that we don't understand, but you can look at the objective best parts of that culture and say that's something we could strive towards is a general um, a general deep, profound appreciation for respect and knowledge and studying. You know, it's it's a it's a stereotype over there that they're all straight A's, right? Then again, speaking of climate change, they really did drop the ball on Fukushima. Uh, that shit up. It it fucked up a lot of stuff, uh, but fucking uh, Tep, uh, was it Tepco? Tepco was that the 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 energy company in Japan that was overseeing the um, the deconstruction of uh, the wreckage of Fukushima, and they were just it was just incompetence left and right, and lies and cover ups and. So it wasn't just as simple as uh, you might be able to educate me real quick on this. I thought it was always just you had a nuclear reactor and a fucking natural disaster happened. Of course, there's going to be a meltdown. But you're saying there was different protocols in place that weren't being followed, right? Now, the way I understand it, first of all, within the uh, – I guess they have loose – the governing body that – and I think it's I think it's called TEPCO. I could be wrong on that. Someone, someone will correct me, hopefully. Uh, the, the governing body that oversees – I guess nuclear power, power in general, general over there had, you know, just shitty, shitty standards, shitty inspections, uh, uh, you know, uh, the, 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 the infrastructure, the way the plant was built, all, it was just all shitty. It was, it, you know, it wasn't built to, with, even withstanding a natural disaster in mind. And, 
the deconstruction of it was just uh, <laughs> and they well they lied they tried to cover up the amount of radiation that was leaking out they said not they you know they said oh no we got it under control there's nothing leaking out they were fucking flushing you know trying to keep cool these fucking these 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 rods flushing them with water draining it right into the ocean yeah. lying about how much was getting dumped into the ocean um and it's been and now for some reason it's all, it's like been completely looked over and I think they're still fucking deconstructing that fucking thing they're still trying to fucking like just they're still trying to 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 get it under control and they're still dumping radiation into the fucking Pacific Ocean here's the thing that's an argument i mean so what if a uh, what if an asteroid knocked out a uh, just landed straight on a nuclear power plant right just fucking smashed one right and there was a bunch of radiation. You can't say that. Therefore, nuclear power is not is not uh, advisable, right? Uh, well, I mean, that would be no one's fault. Yeah. No one would be at fault for that. That would be a, a natural disaster. I mean, just like if Yellowstone fucking blew up. Like uh, I've heard a few theories out yeah, there. Yeah, but that Fukushima got hit with a tsunami. I mean, we can't. Very true. Very true. Natural natural occurrence. Um, what was it? Chernobyl was all man, 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 uh, man's error, right? But I see what Caleb's yeah, saying. I'm not trying to refute. I'm not trying to refute what Caleb just said because if you have protocols in place to prevent something like that from happening in the case of a natural disaster and they're not being followed, then that is mankind error. But I don't think you can level too much blame on the actual process of having nuclear reactors and being and adverse effect to the and having an adverse ref, uh, effect on the climate because a natural disaster happens right uh but you know it's a, it's a, it's another thing to to like botch the uh the cleanup process and just lie and cover your shit up about it the whole time i see that i see that yeah and, and it shows dishonesty and there's there's nefarious motives um but I, I think w- would you prefer? Thinking who's not going to be doing that, you know, and with a fucking project that big with stakes that high, where you're trying to clean it up and shit's going down, who's not going to point the finger? <laughs> you know what I exactly. mean? Exactly. They're going to look at the other dude and say, "Listen, it was all him." Would you guys prefer nuclear power over fossil fuels? I mean, in a, in a uh, widespread scale. Well, I don't want a nuclear reactor in my car. Well, well, no, you could have. Well, let's say, I mean, the the hypothetical. You all have nuclear power plants everywhere, and then we have electric cars, right? You just charge it up at night. That that would be a dream. It's a hypothetical, of course, but yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I kind of feel like that would be m- more expensive. Um. Well, we've uh, yeah, we we put in another hour today. We've uh, we've talked about a lot of stuff. Um. Kind of, we t- touched on uh, carbon pollution. We talked about nuclear power. We talked about um, uh, society kind of uh, turning a blind eye to everything. Yet also, uh, uh, green energy and renewable energy starting to enter the cultural um, cultural viewpoint. And uh, uh, some thoughts on uh, on on where our behavior and, uh, uh, and and our awareness of this might lead us in the future. Um, it's been great talking to you, gentlemen. It's great always talking to you guys. I really uh, – I learned a lot too today. I love this. Love it. Hey, man, I, I enjoy it as well. It's great. Alex, enjoy The Walking Dead, sir. I hope this uh, season is not disappointing, and I hope it's as exciting as they say it's going to be. Hey, me too, man. I heard Thanks. it fucking sucks, man. <laughs> All right. so far.
we're gonna wrap it up guys give your outros until next week hey you know we've always been part of the problem it's time for everyone to be part of the solution take care hey and this is riley and i love everybody good night <laughs> all right all right guys let me go ahead and jump off here. all right take care man peace alex Bye.